0: The next reason we need to be willing to change is because that's how we grow spiritually. It won't happen unless we decide to change. When we're open and willing to change, the word says we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That means God can penetrate our heart and mind and reveal himself to us in a million creative ways.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, A collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready
0: for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Okay, I want to talk about change, making changes in our life. Now, listen to this story. Okay, this, this is a story about an ancient monastery in Europe, perched high on a cliff, hundreds of feet up in the air. And the only way to reach this monastery is to be put in a basket, suspended by a rope, and be pulled to the top by several of the monks. So obviously, the steep ride up uh, the mountain to the monastery is terrifying. And one tourist got extremely nervous when about halfway up, he noticed that the rope holding him in the basket was old and frayed. So in a trembling voice, he hollers up to the monks on top. How often do you guys change the rope? After a few moments of silence, the monk responded, every time it breaks. <laughs> you know, most of us are not crazy about too much change in our life. We spend our time trying to get things the way we like them too much. And sometimes, even when change is obviously for the better, we resist it. I mean, I was slow to jump in on this online banking and paying the bills online. Even though I know it's easier, I would still prefer to write a check and mail it. And I don't have a good reason for it. I just don't like that change. You see, we resist some changes in our life just because we were okay with the way things were. So there are two kinds of changes that go on in our life. The kind, like I just mentioned, that we're pretty much forced to embrace sooner or later. And then there's the kind of changes that we need to make in our life. And you know the kind of things I'm talking about. It's a habit or it's an unhealthy relationship. Or it's putting off doing things that you know you should. Or it's abandoning a discipline or a principle that you've always had before. It could be lots of things. But whatever it is, the Lord has already prompted you or convicted you about it. But so often we have the same mentality about those kind of changes that we have with the first kind. We know we need to change some things. But we've just gotten so comfortable with the way things are. We don't want to. But if we don't change, then we're just like the old rope pulling the basket up the mountain. Sooner or later, something's going to break. But if you're like me, you can always take an examination of where you, where you are right now. Because if I'm really honest... I know that there are some things that I need to change. So I want you to listen to this. Here are some reasons why we need to be willing to make some changes in our life. And the first reason is because God created the world to be ever-changing. He made night and day, the four seasons of the weather, mountains, valleys, land, sea. He intended the world to be interesting and changing all the time. And the word says that there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. So he meant for your life to face the challenge of change and to face it often. And one of the reasons that God made the world and you a place of constant change is so we would notice the one thing that doesn't change. Do you know what that is? It's him. God doesn't change. He's the same today as when he made the world and you. And you ask, why doesn't God change? That's easy. He doesn't need to. He was, he is, and he is to come. God doesn't change, which is a really great thing. Because what it means is you can count on him not to change his mind about you. The next reason we need to be willing to change is because that's how we grow spiritually. It won't happen unless we decide to change. When we're open and willing to change, the word says we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That means God can penetrate our heart and mind and reveal himself to us in a million creative ways. And finally, we need to be willing to change Because that's how we become truly alive in our faith. And we know that there's always some risk in change. It's not comfortable. It presents new challenges. But the word assures us that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It comes down to this. Change isn't always easy. But it's always necessary. If we're going to grow, there's an old saying goes like this. There is no growth without challenge and there is no challenge without change. Can I ask you something this morning? Are there some changes in your life that you need to make today? Well, if there are, today is a good day to start making them. Because when you're willing to change, the Lord will help you do it. And I promise you that when you take that step, something good will happen to you. In Jesus' name.
1: Did you know that everything we have is because of the grace of God? Up next, learn four steps to maximize God's blessings on your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey
0: of faith. I want to share with you a few seconds about the connection between giving and receiving God's blessings. Now, you know, one of the most famous sayings of Jesus is the one that says it is more blessed to give than to receive what most people don't realize is that none of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, ever quoted Jesus as saying that. It was actually the Apostle Paul in the book of Acts who wrote about it. And what Paul was doing was saying goodbye to his friends in Ephesus because he knew he would never see them again. And he was encouraging them and giving them the very best wisdom that he could. His last words were this, In everything I did... I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of Jesus himself, who said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, what I believe most people miss in this scripture is that it's not just encouraging us to give, but it's also a promise to receive an abundance of blessings from the Lord. Now, I want you to say this prayer with me. Lord, I want... Your blessings on my life. Now, whether we express this prayer verbally or not very often, this is a constant declaration for every Christian because we love the Lord and we desire his blessing on our life at all times. And I want to assure you this morning that God intends to and plans on showering you with his blessings. But we have to do a few things first. I want to talk about four things that we have to do in order to maximize his blessings on our life. The first thing to remember is that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ. The greatest blessing you will ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. When we accept him, we are eternally blessed from then on. You see, God blesses us in many ways, but he starts out our relationship with the greatest blessing of all. He saved us. He gave us life and hope and a future. The word says, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? Of course we want God's blessings on our life. But first we have to stop and acknowledge that when we have accepted Christ, we are blessed now and forever. Amen. You're supposed to say amen when you say now and forever. (laughs) <laughs> so we acknowledge that we are blessed, and we want to, God to keep blessing us. Okay, the next thing we have to remember is to celebrate God's blessings in worship. The word says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You might say, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel I'm very blessed? Yes. <laughs> yes, you absolutely are. You know why? I just told you. Because of Christ, I live. I'm saved. And when we have this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong. And we celebrate because through Christ, we're saved. And therefore, we're always blessed. And that brings me to the third thing that we have to remember to be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings by faith by faith the word says without faith it's impossible to please god because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards or blesses them those who earnestly seek him you see many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have or that are coming our way because we don't always know what god is up to and that's why we have to trust him if we did know we wouldn't need faith So sometimes we can be going through the fire but still know by faith that God has his hand on us. And finally, we have to remember this. We are always blessed when we share God's blessings with others. Now, we could make this part all about money. The word sure sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but that would be way too limiting on God's purpose in our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. And that is his son, Jesus Christ. And when we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, every other blessing that we have should just spill out of us. That's when we want to give of ourselves and to give of our resources. You know something, I've come to a conclusion and, and, that, and that is that I am blessed. I am blessed. And it took me a really long time to understand that my circumstances don't really have any say about it. And it's only been since I have understood that, that God has begun to bless me in ways I could never believe. You see, everything we have is because of the grace of God. And if you want God's blessings on your life today... Just receive his greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. Celebrate God's blessings in your life in worship and start doing that this morning. Expect God's blessings in your life by faith. And then share what God has blessed you with, with everyone you meet. And I promise you that something good will happen in Jesus' name.
1: If someone was going to write a book about you today, what would the main theme of your life be about? Stay tuned to hear about the only story that really matters.
2: On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell.
1: We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on
0: the Bright Side. Has anyone ever just walked up to you and said, Hey, what's your story? Has that ever happened to you? Well, it's happened to me. And uh, that's the question I want to ask all of you today. What's your story? If someone was going to write a book about you today, what would the main theme of your life be about? There's a young man who's been getting a lot of media attention lately. His name is Tim Tebow. And if you are a sports fan, you will know about Tim Tebow. He was perhaps the most heralded football player to come out of college a few years ago. He played quarterback, and he won almost every award there was to win including the Heisman Trophy, given to the best player in the country, and he won a national championship for his school, uh, University of Florida. All through his college career, the one thing you would always notice about Tim Tebow is he would give a testimony of his faith in Jesus Christ at every opportunity. He even wore the scripture, John three sixteen in that little uh, black paint under their eyes. And in fact, it was reported that after one game last, uh, when he was in college, Google, the search engine, had over 92 million queries to the scripture, John 3, 16. It's amazing. Well, when Tim was drafted into the National Football League, uh, the professional level, all the experts said he would never make it. He was an unorthodox type of player. They said he didn't have the skills necessary To succeed. But what most experts in the media really didn't like about Tim Tebow is that he continued to display his faith to anyone who would listen. They ridiculed him. They even mocked him because he knelt beside the sidelines to pray. But to the dismay of all the experts, Tim Tebow continues to thrive and succeed as quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And the experts and the media, they don't understand it. And they don't like it. And the reason that they don't like it is this. Tim Tebow refuses to let anyone define him as just a football player. Because Tim's story is that above all things, he is a follower of Christ. Who just happens to be a football player. And he's determined that no one. Writes his story. Any other way. Now you know all of us. Have a story. And for most of us there are things in our story that we wish weren't there. But I have to tell you that I've become a big fan of young Mr. Tebow. And not because of how he plays football. But because he understands that the only story about him that means anything is the one that says, by the grace of God and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Sure, we we all have lots of things going on in our life that we think help tell the story of who we are. We have families, careers, hobbies. But the question for us this morning is, are we defined by those things Or by the impact of Jesus Christ in our life. If you were to tell your story today, what would it be? Years ago, when I was much younger, I had the privilege of meeting and spending some time with Pastor Rex Humbard. Now, some of you remember him. Anybody remember him? Now, he's gone on to be with the Lord. But he was one of the pioneers of televangelism. At the time that we met, his ministry was one of the largest in the world. Nationally televised programs, seen in countries all over the world. He was holding crusades, filling up stadiums around the world. He he told me that he was preaching up to 300 times a year. One night while having dinner, I asked Brother Humbard, how do you do it? How can you keep up with everything That you've got going on. How do you even have time to study for so many sermons? And he motioned for me to come closer. I leaned over and he said, Bob, it's not that hard. There's only one story it's the gospel of Jesus Christ and he said it's my story and it's the only one that I'm called to tell and Bob it's the only story that matters you see no matter where you've been no matter what you've done no matter where you are, whether you're seven years old or you're 70, the only story that will ever matter is the one that says, by the grace of God, through Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Everything else won't matter very much. That's the story that will stand. That's the story that I want to define my life. And when we know That that's the story of our life. That's when we can love stronger. That's when we can reach higher. That's when we can give more. And take less. That's when we can live. To reach up to touch him. And reach down. To help others. That's when our story. Becomes his story. The Lord said in the message translation. He said live. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. I want the Lord to be the author of my story, don't you?
1: You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org.
3: Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro life and pro love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.